With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another great song that I was listening to recently, and uh, they're a Christian rock band, Switchfoot. And I watched a, li- a little uh, a little series on Disney called Jesus Music, which I very much enjoyed. Race four. There's only two winning chances here, and one is likely to find the front and should be winning. Like again, but this is a regular occurrence, probably. Again, is you look at these odds and you find a very short price favourite, and you think that's about the right price, but. Um, it's understandable that everyone's in protection mode. So, uh, if they think it's going to start a dollar forty or dollar fifty, sometimes they're open to hell of a lot shorter than that with the extra percentage. And I think that's what's happened with Lady Adelia. I mean, she should be winning, Dan. But I don't know. Well, a dollar twenty-two is is winks odds. So um, is she an absolute? She would have to be an absolute world certainty. Is she thus? I, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, she she stood out to me. When I say stood out, like you said, I thought there was two genuine winning chances. Um, it, it, often I put myself into the position of the jockey or the driver. What would I do if I was in their shoes? And hopefully I'm well-versed enough that, you know, I can think that way and, and often come up with, with the right scenario, depending on barrier, draw, um, fitness levels, all that sort of stuff. And if Kai Valley Piero can work to the lead, um, there's an option there for Chris Elford. Do I take a sit? Or do I keep my main danger to the outside to try and weaken its chances? And I thought that might be a ploy that Chris uses if indeed he can lead, um, which would then bring the two a little bit closer together. Can Lady Adelia sit outside Kai Valley Piero? Or will they just single out an Indian file as they often do when there are small fields? If that's the case, there still might be that slight advantage for Kai Valley Piero. Or am I underestimating Lady Adelia leading? Or El Rosamo maybe holding them all out? Um, that's they're, they're the very few scenarios that I was uh, looking at. Um, I think Lady Adelia wins in most of those scenarios unless she has to sit outside Kai Valley Piero and then I'm not sure. I have tipped Lady Adelia, but at a dollar twenty-two, I don't think um, there there isn't anything to gain per se. Um, from Kai Valley Piero, might be the value of the two. It's one of those races we get closer to the race, uh, a better opinion may form for one reason or another, or whatever information that you're about to add could be the difference. Uh, El Rosamo, it could run well, um, and uh, Sheepweb Weaver's capable of improvement uh, after last week uh, messing the start up. So. Uh, five, four, two, and six. But I was just angling at the um, the one percenters, the way that Lady Adelia can get beaten. And I suspect I'm not certain by it. But if if Kai Valley Piero parked her, that could be that could be the one way she gets beaten. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. Look, I'm splitting hairs to some degree because I marked them one fifty and two fifty. You look at a dollar twenty two, three dollars, and they they've really given no respect to any other runner. 
having any chance of winning the race. And I'm not sure how... Well, probably nothing else can win the race. Probably. But um, I think Lady Adelia will come out to some degree. I think the key here from an early speed perspective is that Lady Adelia has got enough, I think, that even if Kai Valley Piero tried to kick up, Lady Adelia might be able to to burn it off. Um, And that actually leaves Kai Valley Piero potentially at an awkward spot because it... The key here, Dan, I reckon, is if Lady Adelia can just ping, then it doesn't give potentially even Kai Valley Piero the time to um, lob that position behind the leader that you've outlined. And then all of a sudden, the roles that you've outlined as a possibility are totally reversed and Kai Valley Piero's in the breeze and Lady Adelia's leading. And then you look at the prices and say, OK, well, that's about right. But it, this is all about assessing the, the, the likelihood of each particular scenario, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And then working out what what value you're getting or what the risk is worth. Uh, and at a dollar twenty two, if you can find a possible scenario that could be an Achilles heel, all of a sudden a dollar twenty two doesn't look value. But um, we've seen cases where horses could be a dollar oh four, and you just cannot possibly fathom uh, any other scenario bar them leading. And and I'm not saying a dollar oh four is always value, but the thing you've got to worry about is a lightning strike or a sinkhole opening up, you know, whereas in this case, <laughs> you've got a genuine winning chance. And, and Chris Alford's very good. I mean, if you're going to get someone that is going to um, uh, be able to use to his advantage or, or plot a way to get a favourite beaten or his main danger, as he would perceive, um, it, that's the person you would want to do that. Well, the, the, the old philosophy, Dan, wasn't it, that um, odds on look on now... You're going to have a very hard time in life these days if you're uh, if you want to look on every time it's odds on. But you look at these prices, and the comparison I always make is that Winks basically started somewhere between a dollar twenty and a dollar forty in most of her wins, and um, was unbeatable. And, and that is, I think, what people are going to look at if they want to have a straight out bet on, you know, <laughs> a non-Winks type runner in any of the three codes you're just thinking to yourself a lot of the time you see and, and i know people work it out and they say well you know maybe that's the right price what's a dollar 22 i think it's around uh you know 80 odd percent chance of winning and you might say well that seems about right but then i think to myself yeah but you know the great winks didn't start you know shorter than these odds and this is why it can't quite be right which is why i think it will compress to some degree but it is also a factor that a number of the other runners in the race every other runner in the race is given no particular chance although i think el rosamo is not hopeless saloon's actually got a lot of abilities if it worked itself out it could be a nice horse down the track and sheetweb weaver is uh, in a similar boat race five we'll spend some time on this we've got about six minutes till the news, but this is the fast class for the Pacers on Saturday night at Melton, and hopefully people who are watching the big races at Menangle will tune into Melton as well and Trots Vision, the Mimosa Homes Minutemen free-for-all, and it's a most intriguing contest. So you've got Kango, who, on what it's achieved over in New Zealand, it's beaten Akuta, it's beaten Self Assured, it's um, run third in Auckland Cup. You think it just turns up here and wins. First up from a break, no trial, worst draw, I've got. It's now getting out to a price, in my opinion, at three dollars, where I can't not have a bet because, even if it's not, how do I say this diplomatically? Even if it's not here to totally win, and there's bigger fish to fry. Obviously, I mean, this is. I don't think I'm reinventing the wheel to say that. I still think on pure ability, it might just get over the top of them, but um, there are a number of other winning chances, and it's an exciting race because you get to see horses like Just Little Sip and District Attorney have their crack at. 
at the big boys and girls. So, um, what are your thoughts? Is the three like the early price for Kango didn't interest me, but now it's getting out to three dollars. I'm just thinking, well, yes. What are you thinking? Mm, I must admit, I'm still perplexed. Uh, I mean, I think the price assessor at the tab was as well. When you look at these uh, giant fluctuation changes as well, but it wouldn't be the only one. Sahara Tiger five out to nine fifty. I certainly couldn't have it five dollars, but I did entertain the thought that it hadn't drawn. A front row draw, I think once in its last 12 starts it had, but it hasn't really got gate speed anyway. But Max Delight was about 150 to 1 last week and open 15, it's in a 9. Bulletproof Boy, I think it's a really good chance. I still see him as a bit of value, opened at 12. They're all over the place pretty much here and it's a race that um, really, they, they could still be some wild uh, fluctuations uh, beyond that. Um, you, you're probably right with Kengo. Uh, with that sort of form line, it's easy to make a case for him. It's expected that he will need the run or improve off the run. Maybe that's a more accurate way to go about it. Uh, whether or not he's strong enough and tough enough after a break to do the necessary work and still win, I'm not sure. I don't know him well enough, except from what I've seen from afar, which is pretty good. If he came over here, he was hard fit, ready for this race. He'd rightfully be the $2.20, $2.50 favourite, and I think you'd be comfortable to tip him. It's just a matter of who else are you comfortable to tip um, in the race, and I'm not sure. I, I Look, Bulletproof Boy is the other one that I could entertain yeah. uh, because he might come off the gate, look to try and lead this time, Bulletproof Boy, although every time I say that he generally goes back, I can never really figure him out, but I think the horse is going well. Um, I... I <laughs> Look, I'm still not sure. I haven't officially put my tips into the system yet. This could change slightly depending <laughs> on what you say. You've uh, got me to draw first blood. Five bulletproof boy. I think he is going well and the potential that Scott Ewan may come off the gate with him this time. Um, but we know also he's very good and probably better coming from behind. Twelve can go. Um, also... I tell you who's seemingly decent odds, just a little sip. Um, yeah, would yes, love yes, to have yes. seen the $18 initially. And, yeah. um, and I think Max Delight's going well enough to entertain it for being a chance as well. There's plenty of other hopes here. It's a good race. There's a bit of depth. I'm not sure. I'm going to go wide in the quaddy. 5, 12, 7, 4. Look, I've gone 12, 7, 1 and 5. But, you know, I could definitely include, uh, obviously, District Attorney and also uh, Max Delight. So... Yeah, look, I, the way I looked at the race, I'm thinking, you know, we get some very strong free-for-alls. We had one not very long ago at, at Melton on a Saturday night. Here you've got, you know, the class runners, the ones that have been there in the established guns, Max Delight, who's who may or may not have forgotten how to win, Bulletproof Boy, who's very good, but uh, very, very good. And I don't think there's a horse anybody could love more than Bulletproof Boy, but he's a journeyman open-class free-for-aller. And that's why I just thought to myself, well, if Kango's good enough to beat Self-Assured Nakuda, then this has got to be the right kind of free-for-all, even if he's not driven aggressively, that he might just be too good for them. So, I'm, look, I marked him at $1.80, and he's uh, he's at $3, so that's good enough for me. Uh, then I'm going with just little sip. I've, I've just got a, a huge affection for this horse. It has got speed to burn. So too is District Attorney. But it's first up. Just little sips had a couple of runs. It's nine dollars fifty. It's got to be overs. And the eighteen dollars. Yes, again, I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. And unfortunately, couldn't take it. The one runner, and we both do this on occasions, Dan. I, when I did the form, I thought, you know, when you think you've found one, and you think. Oh, good lord! This thing's going to be thirty bucks, and mm. and and I can have a bet on it. 
And then I saw, like, Sahara Tiger have got third pick because of the pole marking draw, and he just absolutely thrives and lives for peg line racing. Yeah. <laughs> and lo and behold, then you go, he's five out to $9.50. It, 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 there's, no, there's not many more um, flattening moments in life, is there, where you, you don't look at the odds and you think you found one, and then you see the odds and go, yeah, nah. Yeah, well, the race, if you could remark that race, whoever come up with the prices there, they'd do it differently now. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, your thought process can change. It happens with us when we're doing our form uh, as well. But to be fair, those fields have been out since lunchtime Tuesday, so they should be far more. I don't know, understand why they don't come out earlier in the week, even if they want to restrict how much money is placed on individual bets, just to better shape the market, because they seem to be all over the place often anyway. That's a good thing from a punter's perspective because you might be able to pick out a bit of value. But the earlier on in the week that happens, I think the better. Otherwise, I don't I don't understand why we have our acceptances done on a Tuesday when you can't actually bet on them until maybe late on a Thursday night. We might talk about this a little bit more when we come back from the news, but it's something that I like. I covered a little bit of ground with that article on on Tuesday that was on the forum at uh, at the trots.com.au and also harness.org.au and also in the Herald Sun, but. Um, one of the points that I, I can't get my head around is if they're profiling punters, then even if they're not letting them on for a great amount, if they see the name M. Leppard come up or M. Sidebottom or D. Carroll, if I was those price assessors, I'd be reacting very dramatically and very suddenly to even their small wages. But we might talk about that a little bit more and also get through the final three races and touch on the Eureka, the inaugural running on Saturday night, tomorrow night at Tabcourt Park, Menangle, back in a moment. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.